Welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I love young moms, and it's my passion to encourage you and provide you with tips and tools to make your job easier. Thanks for joining us today. Today's session is 14 Reasons Why I'm Glad I Homeschooled My Kids. Before we begin, just let me remind you that you can access our podcast on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you choose to download your podcasts. Homeschooling our kids is one of the best decisions we ever made, and I'm so glad that we did it. As it started out, we just did it as a matter of convenience. Um, We had our two oldest boys in preschool at the time, and I would have to put my younger kids in the car, strap them in, in their car seats, and drive to our church where the preschool was held, and then go back home, and then at noon, go back and pick them up. And my two youngest boys were just driving, you know, all morning long. They were pretty much driving. And I felt like it was wasting time for them. So even though I loved the preschool, I loved what they were doing, we decided the next year that I would just teach kindergarten at home to my oldest. And we did that. It went so well. In that one year, he went through kindergarten and pre or kindergarten and first grade in the same year. And we just decided to keep doing that. Now, at some point, I'll tell you our story because we had trouble with the law and all that. But just let me say it's one of the best decisions that we ever made. Our kids are all serving within their church. And that is so important to me. God's word played a central role in their education because we homeschooled. You know, in the government schools, they don't mention God, but God was the focus in our homeschool. God had central role in the education of my kids. We used Christian textbooks. We talked about God. We talked about the gospel. It was before them all the time. And I am so thankful for that. The second reason is my kids are each other's best friends. Now, growing up, they fought. There were ripples for sure. Um, You know, even now, as they're adults, they don't always agree with each other, but they are committed to the success of each other. I tried to raise my kids helping them appreciate each other's strengths. You know, God created us all differently. And what one child is gifted in, another child is not. But they have other things they are gifted in. So I helped, I wanted, my goal was to teach my kids to appreciate each other for the way that God had gifted them and to be committed to the success of their brothers and sisters. And I don't know that I really saw that as they were growing up so much, but it did take effect. And now that they are adults, they are committed to the success of each other. They are committed to helping each other raise their kids to serve God, and that is so important. I remember once I asked my kids if they were glad that they were homeschooled and why. And my son, Matt, I love what he said. He said, I got to really know my family instead of just meeting up with them in the evening. And that's so important. You know, they were together. They were rubbing shoulders with each other all day long. Because of that, yes, there were more conflicts. But we were there to deal with that and to guide them through that. The third reason, they're other, others 
focused, and that is so important. In our world today, people are encouraged to be self-focused. I need me time. I deserve this. I need a break today. I need to do what I want to do. But instead, God wants us to teach our kids to be others-focused. I am constantly blessed to hear how my adult children have served others, have looked for needs for others. They're not, sure, they do things for fun themselves, but so much of their time is spent looking for needs that they can serve so that they can be a blessing to others, and that's so important. The fourth reason is they have a biblical worldview. Biblical, the Bible was in their, te their school books. It was in decor around our home. We talked about it. The Bible is the textbook for life. The Bible has the answers to every problem they will ever face. Even our Bible studies that I wrote for my own kids as we went through the years were directing them to looking up answers to problems in their life from Scripture. The Bible addresses all those problems. Any problem that you have in your life, the Bible addresses that need. And it was my goal to teach my kids to look to the Bible for those answers. Since I could not find curriculum that actually did that, I wrote my own Bible curriculum. So we've got Bible curriculum from preschool through high school that teaches kids to look to the Bible as having answers and teaching kids how to dig that information out, how to find out how to deal with their anger or their selfishness. You know, the Bible's got the answers to all that. One of the things we did to help our kids have a biblical worldview is record scriptures. Rick did that for our own kids initially. And he recorded, he began with the book of Proverbs. And he stopped, we, we started recording in King James, and there's a lot of difficult words. So he would stop and explain the words. And then he would give example stories to help them understand what the word was trying to communicate. And we played these CDs for our children at nap time and bedtime. And they learned so much scripture without even trying. As they were laying there trying to go to sleep, they were having God's word programmed into their mind. You know, God's word never returns void, and it gives them direction later in life. A lot of my kids have t attested to the fact that when they were in a problem, uh, facing a temptation later in life, a scripture would just kind of come to mind that they had learned from laying there at night listening to it. And what it did, in fact, which we didn't realize at the time what it would do, but it built a biblical worldview in my children. And as Rick explained the word to them, it helped them learn to meditate on the word. And God's word in Joshua, it says, we'll be successful in all we do if we learn to meditate on his word. So it's so important to teach our kids that. And it was such an easy way to do it. You know, once he had it recorded, it was just there to pop in for them to listen to. And we have those available to you. We have the book of Proverbs. We have Psalms. We've got First Peter and John and Matthew, um, James, the book of James, for your kids to learn um, and meditate on. So hopefully that will make your job easier. You won't have to record it yourself. The fifth reason is my kids have servants' hearts. And when you're 
homeschooling your kids, I know you feel overwhelmed. You feel like you're a rubber band just stretched in all these directions. But we need to remember that it's not all about academics. It's about training our kids to have servants' hearts and to reach out to others. And I would take my kids to visit shut-ins, former missionaries. We had one family, one husband and wife, who were former missionaries to Germany. And he had had his leg removed because he had diabetes, so he couldn't get out very much. So I would take my kids to minister to him. And he just, it, it delighted, it was a delight for him on days that we were coming. He would sit there looking at his watch, just waiting for us to arrive. But I trained my kids to listen to hints of things that he would like. Like he had diabetes, but he could eat those little jams and jellies that you get, like at Cracker Barrel or something. So when we would go there, my daughter would ask if she could bring one of those home for her Uncle Jim. We called him Uncle Jim. And his wife, Lily, loved purple flowers and Cadbury candy bars. So we would bring those to her. So if you train your kids to listen, to be attentive and alert, and listen for things that would be a blessing to them, I think of another example in our book, Character in Action, we give you lots of ideas, practical ideas, how you can take your kids to serve others, even little children. You don't have to wait until your kids are teenagers. You can do it when they're little. And there's so many practical ways to serve others. Well, there's a couple that were shut-ins, and they used to go to Sam's every day, every week, when they went shopping, and they would get pizza there. And they really enjoyed that time together. But they became shut-ins. They couldn't get out. So we brought Sam's pizza to them. And we have a, um, pictures of that in character in action. But there's things that little children can do. And it is so much more effective if you start when your kids are little. And it becomes a habit and a way of life. And it blesses me so much to hear of things that my adult kids have done that sometimes I didn't even know about to serve others. They're just constantly looking for ways to serve others. I think of a widow in our church, and right after her husband died, my oldest son went and installed motion detector lights for her, and she just loves him to pieces. I mean, she will never forget that. And he went every spring for a while and got out her patio furniture for her, things that her husband used to do that she could no longer do for herself. So there's so many needs out there. If you start looking for needs, you will not have trouble finding them. So take your kids along with you and be a blessing to others. Number six, our family is not perfect for sure, but it's strong. We have family night every week where we get together. We share a meal. Different ones of the family will bring different food and we'll get together and um, just enjoy being together. Sometimes we sing hymns, which is one of my favorite things to do. I just love to hear the family singing together. But the kids that aren't married will do activities with the, my grandchildren, their nieces and nephews. And I think the whole family is committed to being a blessing to the rest of the family and to help the grandkids to have opportunities. You know, when you've got four, five, six little kids, it's hard to take the older ones to do activities. But my daughters who are not married will do that. My son who's not married, they will, like he will take some of the kids hunting. 
just things that it would be hard for their parents to do. They will do that to be a blessing. We take a family beach trip once a year, and it's a highlight of our year. And then also when someone in the family has a project, like next week Matt's going to be replacing his roof, and hopefully a lot of the family will get together and help him tear off those shingles and get them on. A lot of our family has built, has bought older houses, and they needed to be fixed up. But the family will pitch in when they can and help them in their projects, help them to do that. And it's such a blessing. Number seven, a strong work ethic. We taught our kids chores from the time they were little. We rotated the chores so that all the kids hopefully would learn to do all the chores. But it taught our kids to have a strong work ethic. And when they got married and had families of their own, it was not a problem um, you know, being a good dad or a good mom and working because they had that strong work ethic. And they are thankful for that. And you know, raising 14 kids, we could not have done everything ourselves. We had to have our kids help, but it built responsibility in them. And that's so important. Number eight, our kids are not slaves to peer pressure. Throwing your kids into a situation where they're under peer pressure before they're ready to handle that is so not good for them. They need to become strong in their values and in their relationship with the Lord. And that is best done in the context of the home and then reaching out as a family to others. Reason number nine, they had the opportunity to explore their own interests beyond a high school education. Another time I'll talk about cutting down the busy work, but you can do that so that school takes you less time, so that the kids have time to explore their own interests. For example, one of my daughters, the day she graduated from homeschool high school, she also got her private pilot's license. She knew that this is what she wanted to do. It was her passion. So she was able to explore that when she was in high school. And we actually had her graduation party at the airport because she had accomplished getting her private pilot's license. And she has gone on and got other certifications now. But if your kids know what they want to do, let them start when they're in high school. If they know they want to be a veterinarian, let some of their science for high school be veterinary medicine. Why not? You know, if they know what they want, let them get a head start on that when they're in high school. Let their interest guide them. Number 10, I was present to see character weaknesses. And as I said, my kids had a lot of character weaknesses. This book I wrote for my own children is 45 different negative character qualities like anger, tattling, unkindness, laziness, jealousy, mocking, disobedience, selfishness, arguing. And I had them look up from scripture what God's word had to say about all those things, as well as the positive quality. Every negative character quality your children show, there's a positive character quality. And they are to learn from God's word how to put off the negative and put on the positive. So I wrote this for my kids. It's short answer questions. They look up in scripture to see what God's word says about anger or arguing. And it gives them wisdom in making everyday decisions. If my kids were off in school all day, I wouldn't see those problems. You could kind of muffle it when they were, when you just had them home in the evening. But if you've got them all day long, it's kind of multiplied and you see it in living color. But you're there to deal with it. And that's our job. Our job is to point them to God's word as having the answers for life and the problems that they encounter in life. 
11, my kids know a lot of scripture. I told you about our CDs, um, the Bible studies that they were involved in every day. My kids can quote a lot of scripture, especially from listening to the CDs. And it's what you want to do is you want to build a bank, if you will, of scripture in your kids' heads so that they know how to deal with situations that come up in their life. It's so much better to focus on teaching your kids scripture than it is on academics. Reason number 12, I was able to teach my kids the truth. I didn't have to undo history revisionism or ungodly theories that they learned in school. I grew up as a Unitarian, and a lot of the classical literature was written by transcendentalists and Unitarians. I did not have my kids read that. Instead, I had them read truthful, godly literature. So much of history revisionism was done in the 1920s. My kids didn't have to unlearn that. They learned the truth about history. And then when they hear revisionism, it comes, it rings loud and clear. I remember once we were on a tour in, um, in Pennsylvania, and we had a tour guide who was telling us that the founding fathers were deists. And my daughter challenged him on that. And she started giving him information. And she asked him where he got his information. And he said, well, there is this book, The Godless Constitution, we did in college. And David Barton tells about that book. It has no footnoting at all. At the end, it says, we have dispensed with the usual practice of footnoting because we all know the founders were deists. It's a bunch of lies. And that's what they're teaching college kids. You can teach your kids the truth. The founders were such prolific writers, you don't have to wonder what they believed. Number 13, my kids learn to stand alone. They stand, learn to stand up for truth. And that is so important. I will tell you at a future time about the problem we had with the law and how my older kids especially had to learn to stand alone. But it's important. You know, there are a lot of times in life where we have to stand alone and not follow the crowd. We need to stand out and not be a part of the crowd. And the last reason, time, their time was not wasted. If you, I always assumed that the government schools taught exactly what my kids needed to know and what was in the textbooks was exactly what they needed to learn. That is not necessarily true. God has gifted your kids. He's made them different from anyone else. Your kids are unique. And what they need to learn can be totally different from what their brothers and sisters need to learn. Sure, we all need to learn certain skills. We need to learn basic math. We need to learn to communicate and, and to read. But there, beyond that, there are things that you can target and gear toward your individual children. If they are never going to use something, it's crazy to take a whole year and make them learn it. Instead, focus on what they will need in life so that they can put that into practice and use it. You know, there are so many decisions, uh, so many reasons. I could go on all afternoon, but let me just emphasize again, homeschooling our kids was one of the best things we ever did. And I know it's difficult. I mean, it's a lifestyle and it takes a lot of effort. You can't just do it in an hour a day, you know, it's, it's living with your kids, it's studying your kids, learning your kids, and, and being committed to doing what is best for them. But it is so worth it, and I'm so glad that we did that. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
Be sure to tune in next week and follow us on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel. We hope to see you again next week. Thanks for joining.